Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at HereYouAreAZ.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Are you ready? Yes! Yeah. Now live from the Whiskey 61 Lounge inside the Bank Plus Studio. You are listening to Mississippi's number one sports talk show. The Out of Bounds Show with Bo Bounds. Streaming worldwide live on the Out of Bounds radio app. And on your radio. At ESPN 105.9. Uh, good morning. Welcome in. Out of Bounds, 105.9 The Zone, ESPN. We're streaming live for you on thezone1059.com. The show is brought to you by the Golden Moon Casino Sportsbook and dancingrabbitgolf.com. Book your stay and play now. Before you do that, go to Edwin Watts Golf Shop on County Line Road. Take your golf game to another level at Edwin Watts Golf Shop, County Line Road. Uh, Mississippi State with a uh, disappointing uh, per second half performance. Well, you could even go into the second quarter, really. Um, but, you know, the last uh, 35 minutes of the game, Close to 40. Uh, go up 13 to nothing. Get outscored 31 to 3. Um, after going up 13 to 0. And uh, the muff punt was just an absolute dagger in the, uh, in the heart of that Mississippi State defense after they had held um, LSU. And, and LSU punted and you know, you muff a punt, and boom, Ella, you could could you feel it or what? I mean, Tiger Stadium got going, and and that was a lame crowd for LSU standards, and nothing like what they usually are, right? And but they got going on that uh, on that muff punt, and boom, they uh, punch it in, and the game was was never the same. Show is brought to you by the amazing Rack of Lamb and Ribeye at Kessler Prime in the Renaissance. Visit KesslerPrime.com to make a reservation. Um, on our Ag Up Equipment text line, the question was asked, is, is James Franklin checking out Auburn for when he takes the job? No. James Franklin is at Penn State. And uh, 
they signed him to a $50 million deal coming off a seven and six season, which is, that's what they do in the Big Ten. In the SEC, you get fired. Um, he doesn't want any of Auburn. Now, Hugh Freeze or Deion Sanders would walk to Auburn because, I mean, one, they're going to pay you north of $6 million. Two, it's the SEC. If you don't believe that Hugh Freeze misses playing in a game like Mississippi State and LSU mm-hmm. or A&M hosted on Saturday night where the stadium's packed, there's a buzz. There's an electricity. Dan Mullen talked about it all the time. I mean, it gets addictive. Even when you're the underdog a lot of the time in the league, there is an adrenaline rush. Um, there is something to all the focus and commitment that we all put on our games and our home games that you can't replicate. You damn sure can't do it at Liberty or Jackson State, but you can't do it in the ACC. The uh, Big Ten, for the most part. The Big 12. And look how bad the Big 12 and Pac-12 are. Oh. Um, yeah. So, do you think Hugh Freeze, I mean, craves that 5, 6, 7 o'clock window on a, on a, on a beautiful afternoon in the Southeastern Conference when you go into Auburn and you maybe are... Uh, three, four-point underdog, but that's a winnable game. You go on the road to Arkansas and Fayetteville, and they're nasty and salivating and, and you know, doing all these hog noises, which is weird, and and the, the place is packed. Or even Mississippi State and Ole Miss, when they pack it in 63,000 strong and it gets rolling late afternoon or at night, Hugh Freeze craves that. He can't get that at Liberty. Um, kudos to Jackson State. They're showing up and showing out uh, at Veterans Memorial Stadium. But still, Dion wants to coach at Florida State or Auburn. Yeah, it's just a different, or A&M. different deal. Yeah. He, he, you know, wherever. Kentucky. Uh, you know, Virginia Tech. Uh, any number of... Uh, oh, if Dave Aranda, for some reason, moved on. You know, Dion would love the Baylor job. Hugh Free... And and that's not the sizzle of what I'm just describing within the league of the Southeastern Conference because it is such a gap between us and the Big Ten as far as rolling, as far as the fan base is getting going at night. Well, the Big Ten likes to play all their games at 8 a.m., but you know what I'm saying. Hugh Freeze and Dan Mullen talked about that for years. The adrenaline rush of going into a game, whether you're at home and all the people are behind you, or to go get somebody on the road like Freeze and Mullen did several times. Blake? To your point, Nebraska and Arizona State are both open now. We knew Nebraska. Herm Edwards fired at Arizona State. That last uh, two jobs that we've, I mean, we haven't linked Hugh Freeze to Nebraska, but I think even with that disaster, playing in the Big Ten would still be an upgrade than playing in Liberty. Yeah, Arizona Nebraska St- would not hire Hugh just because of kind of the way they're mm-hmm meat and potatoes made up. Um, I don't know. Desperation makes you... It would be a really good hire for Nebraska. Hugh Freeze would go there and win at the eight or nine game level. But Arizona State would be 
Oh, what a money shot for Hugh Freeze. The, the problem is you're in a little bit of limbo with who your conference may or may not yeah. be and what your future looks like. At least with Nebraska, you're solidified in the Big Ten. Right. And you have a home. And look, I I, I get ag- agreed that Nebraska is you know, one of those quintessential we're from the Big well, even though they're not a Big Ten pop, but like they have that kind of Midwest, we're better than thou because we're, you know, meat and potatoes, like you said, kind of blue collar, home body guys that just don't, you know, we're good. We're good people. We're good old fashioned middle American people. That's why I think they would struggle. But desperation, with, with- when, when, you're, when your golden child coach who's won everywhere and won you a title as a quarterback comes home and is an abject failure. Maybe you're pushed to new heights. I'm not saying it yeah. wouldn't happen. I don't see Trev Alberts doing that, the the Nebraska AD. I see them going with more of a Matt Rule, Dave Aranda yeah. type guy. But Freeze would be a good hire. I don't think that they can get over what happened, that that type program. Mm-hmm. Arizona State. They don't care. Tempe, Scottsdale, Phoenix. Yeah. yeah. Freeze would be dynamite. He'd go get players. He would run a, a, a phenomenal offense. Um, he would... He would make the quarterback position sizzle and and put just all kinds of well, fun fireworks going. I'm sure he could sign some stat like some stud guys at QB and receiver, and receiver out there. Yeah. out west. Yeah, but yeah, I don't all, see either. all of a sudden Freeze gets six receivers. Like he'd go get Adaboyo, Core, yes, Elijah Moore level Absolutely. guys. Absolutely, um, yeah, and just work you. And then every just now and then work Cal and find some stud and guy. UCLA yeah. and, and yeah. Washington and, and Oregon and Oregon State. Just work them. I, I don't see Deion Sanders in the running for either of those and not inherently because he's but like I just don't see him as a guy for either of those jobs. Yeah. Would you agree? Yeah. It seems like he's looking for something a little bit more southeasternly located. Dion, I, we just got a, a text and I agree with De- Dean. Dion at Auburn could get real. They have always been aggressive recruiters. They have never, until recently, fallen too far behind Bama. It has driven them to make sure they sign a ton of four-star players. I mean, they still go into Atlanta, the Panhandle, still get a few from the Birmingham metro area. They've come over here and gotten players. Um, They'll go down into Florida. They make sure to stay around 9 to 14 recruiting. Um... They've got a group that will not hesitate to raise money and throw around money on on the street. And remember, they haven't been good at wide receiver forever. If they ever got that, if if Hugh Freeze went in there and got them good at wide receiver, which he would, he would find a Treadwell, okay? He would find several Cody Cores and Adeboyjos and probably even land some Elijah Moore-type players. Uh, But Dion would be... Could be illegal uh, recruiting at Auburn, too. The Out of Bounds Show is brought to you by Kessler Prime. Tom Luganville at 830. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. LSU with the win, they don't have a good team. But they won on Saturday. Now, they have dudes. They have a more talent. Please understand. They have talent. But as Brian Kelly said in the postgame, we're still trying to figure out kind of who we are and where we're going. Um, You know, they're going to get smoked uh, a couple of times this year just because they're not quite where they want to be. Um they're in transition, right? Eddie O, his last year or two, were a disaster. And they're just, uh, they're far from dynamic at quarterback. But, hey, when you muff a punt on the 10-yard line and you get, you allow them to, or the nine, you allow them, you give them a nine-yard field and the defense is exhausted, Boom. And y'all, you've seen it before. Once it gets rolling down there, it's on. And the muff punt, along with several other miscues, by the way, was the undoing for Mississippi State. And Mississippi State's not a good team. Um, They have a solid team that I think can play well at times. Um. Boy, they lack athleticism on the defensive side of the football. You, you know, in 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 the Sun Belt, you just you've got two linebackers that are questionable um, out there, and in space, they're going to get, you know, they're going to get eaten up. You know what I'm saying? Um, they just are. In, in space, those guys aren't going to be able. Now, if you want to play them in a well, Greg McElroy was talking about it all night. If you're going to run right at them. A lot of times they can handle that, Blake. Uh, but if you're going to get out and stretch them in space, uh, like a Kendall Browse or a Lane Kiffin, um, that's a problem. That That's a problem. What you hope is Jimbo Fisher doesn't stretch you, that he kind of keeps it in a box and and you're able to win that game in a in a couple of weeks. Uh, in a couple of weeks. So, I, I think... You, go like ahead. You, like you said... There's enough in the SEC that you're, you'll probably be able to make a little bit of hay. You'll make nothing if your offense plays. Like, your defense played well enough for a large portion of that game to get you a win. Right. Like you said, seven points came off a muffed punt nine-yard field. You don't give that up. There's seven right off the board right away. If your offense is scoring, there's some more momentum in your favor. How, how often have we talked about with Ole Miss over the years, they can score a lot of points and then they give up a bunch of points and somehow lose like a 45-41 game? State's been a lot of the opposite. It's been, could the offense score 20 so that the defense doesn't feel like they have to do everything because they've always been bend and then finally break at the end because they couldn't hold on. No, I agree that they played well at times on Saturday night, the defense. That's not what I I was just saying athletically. No, I agree. They don't have the athleticism sideline to sideline that they've had. If your offense doesn't do enough for you, that becomes more exposed, I guess. Like, if they had had done more offensively, maybe, are we talking about poor athleticism? Sure, because we said that two weeks ago. But we're not talking about it in a loss. And it's relative to SEC standards. 
Well, yeah, if they go play in the Big Ten or Big, Tw- Big 12. Yeah, two Pac-12. of those three linebackers are fine at Michigan State and Purdue. Yes, 100%. And, you know, Penn State, so on. So, uh, but, and also, they don't have a playmaker on defense. Or offense. Or, or offense, yeah. Game-changing playmaker. Right. I mean, Will can get people the ball, but they don't have a playmaker on either side of the ball, which goes back to recruiting. Yeah. Now, Dave Emmerich was, you know, a detriment to your I, People are questioning why, you know, why was he running recruiting for Mississippi State? I have no idea. Uh, we'll see if they can shift, and we'll see if they've got enough time to shift. But the last 24 months, Dave Emmerich was running your recruiting. Dave has, it would be like me being an astronaut today in Huntsville, Alabama. I have no, like, I don't know if you know this, but I don't need to be, at NASA today yeah. in Huntsville, Alabama, making any pertinent, like, really, really big decisions. Yes, I'm I'm very well aware okay. of that. Yeah, so that's, that's Dave Emmerich in recruiting. That's me at NASA in Huntsville, Alabama. That's Jimbo Fisher calling offensive plays, exactly. baby. I, yeah, exactly. Some people just aren't built for it. Do we have a caller? Yes, we do. LSU Penn? Or, or 10, or something 10 like something. that. All right, we'll go to the Farm Bureau Insurance call-in line. And I think Penn thinks that they've got a hell of a team in Baton Rouge. Penn, what's up? Guess he hung up. Well, he waited for an hour and 10 minutes. That guy's been on hold since the beginning of the show. Okay, well, I finally got to him. And he wasn't there. And he had an opportunity to be a star on the Farm Bureau Insurance call-in line. 601-707-3750. And... I gave it to him. So bundle your car. Hopefully he's saving right now. Bundle your car and home, and you save with your local Farm Bureau insurance agent right now, today, especially when you've got, uh, you know, four cars in your family um, like like I do. We're live in the Bank Plus studio. We'll have Tom Luganville coming up next. What What game did this guy watch? Rodgers was way off all night. Way off. What 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 game or planet keep him away from NASA too? Me too. God. What game was this guy watching? I it's like when people say, I've seen this a couple times already. Well, they need a more dynamic quarterback. Okay, would having a running quarterback help? Maybe. It's not why you lost. Right. We are we arguing whether or not you'd like Will Rogers to be an athlete? No, of course. Would would everyone like to have Michael Vick, Josh Allen, Mahomes? Murray? Yeah, sure. Yes, please. Let, of course, we would love that. You could have won that game last night if, just like LSU Penn, our caller, you didn't drop the ball when it was your opportunity. Yeah. That, that's what it comes down to. You had a chance and you dropped the ball. Yeah. How am I going to get mad at Will Rogers for throwing catchable passes? Well, that's... When, I, when I ask the question, what did we learn... From Saturday, it wasn't it's the, not that Will Rogers didn't play well or can't deliver the football right in somebody's mitts. Are you guaranteed to win if they catch all those drops? No. no, but you would have kept moving the football. You would have kept having offensive time of possession. You would have kept LSU off the field. There's so many things that go into that. You just can't drop. And you would have gotten passes. in a rhythm. Correct. You can't drop eight passes in a punt. Right. You. I'd argue you probably would have lost to Arizona if you had dropped as many and muffed a punt like you did. I mean, you you weren't that bad against Arizona. You fumbled the ball, but it wasn't game-changing inside the 10-yard line. Yeah. 
So this guy didn't watch the same game if he's talking about Will Rogers not not being off, but way off, according to my Ag Up Equipment text line. Um, I thought Will uh, did a really good job, and um, he put the ball in the money several times, and, and the balls were just dry. You know, these receivers have to catch the damn ball. You're in the SEC. You got to catch the ball. Who are we going to? He called back. He said his call got dropped. Oh, LSU 10 uh, pin. All right, so LSU 10 pin is going to tell us that LSU is really good. They're not, but they have talent, but they're not a good team. And we're going to go to the farm bureau insurance call in line. And we welcome in LSU pin. What's up, That's man? Cr- hey, I, I didn't say LSU had a great team. I'm going to give you a history lesson. Since 1980, the dogs have won seven times. Four of those were in a row in the early 80s. And then the sports, the sports bet was Mississippi State 3. Crap, I made a killing, and I'm going to bet against them every year with those kind of odds. Did you win big money? I sure did. I'm $2,200 a hit the first two weeks of the season. Boom. I like it, man. Well, you're buying us dinner. We appreciate it, LSU Penn. Go Tigers. Uh, go Tigers. And uh, he did make a good point that uh, there haven't been a lot of W's outside of that four-year run from uh, John Bond uh, against LSU for Mississippi State. Although they had won twice down in Baton Rouge um, in the last seven years. And once at home, Nick Fitzgerald... What was that? Thirty-seven to seven. I believe Ogeron's that's correct. First or second full year as a head coach, uh, Nick Fitzgerald and them absolutely dominated L- an LSU team that was obviously much more talented. But Fitz and Mullen just worked the Tigers. That did not happen on um, Saturday night. The show is brought to you by Burgers and Blues, Burgers, Blues, and Barbecue B three in Madison and Brandon. Uh, serving breakfast six mornings a week and, of course, lunch and dinner. Tom Luganville coming up next on the Yingling Lager Guest Line. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
Do you know what time it is? It's time for a Max Effort Monday. Yeah, whether you're in the car or at the office, it's time to give it your Max Effort, just like Bo and Blake. So, hey, don't let your family down like you did on vacation, right? Come on, get off your ass. And give it a Max Effort. I'm ready to take this all away. All right, uh, I hope Tom Luganville knows this. It's a Max Effort Monday on the Out of Bounds show. I didn't know that until we dropped that uh, return. And then, uh, so maybe the host needs to know first before the guest. Uh, It's also an armchair QB Monday. So you can go any direction you want. But this is the Out of Bounds show. We want you to bundle your car and home and save with your local Farm Bureau insurance agent. And we welcome in our friend Tom Luganville, National College Football Analyst. Also recruiting with ESPN, and he called the, uh, I don't know if you want to call it a game. Um, Tom may have taken a nap at some point in the third quarter, but Luganville was uh, calling the Ole Miss-Georgia Tech game in Atlanta this past weekend, and he joins us on the Yingling Lager guest line. Lugs, is Ole Miss that good or Georgia Tech that bad? A little combination of both. Um, I just think Jeff Collins has lost his football team and, you know, they, they, they've had a lot of things not quite go their way, including the pandemic has made it very difficult for that roster to be transitioned when you had, you know, roughly 18 months where you couldn't go out and recruit. You couldn't get kids on campus. Quarterback is ultra talented, but for whatever reason, man, he just doesn't have the goods. And, the way Ole Miss started the game, I mm-hmm. think Tech was just shell-shocked. I mean, they, they scored so fast. And then, of course, Georgia Tech follows it up with their third blocked punt of the season. They had two blocked against Clemson, then early you blocked that one, and then Ole Miss kind of just got rolling. You know, I, I think the thing that I would, I would say about Ole Miss that, that best describes them is – they have done a remarkable job when it comes to the choices they've made in the transfer portal. Um, they've hit on all those guys. They did a ton of research on them. They've clearly improved their football team, and they deserve a lot of credit for it because defensively they're an entirely different football team. Some of the additions they've made on offense, most notably uh, Zach Evans and, and Jackson Dart, and then the true freshman running back uh, Judkins is – just Woo. a workhorse. Woo. So they're pretty good. Um, I, I think, you know, if you notice, there was such an emphasis on running the football. And I think a little bit of that was Lane just trying to send a message to his football team that this is what we're going to have to do when the schedule gets tough. We're not just going to be able to go out there and throw it all. We're going to have to line up, and we're going to have to be able to effectively run the football. And I think he sent a message to his offensive line that, hey, you know, I want to get you guys ingrained in what it's going to take physically as we start to hit the SEC West gauntlet. All right, so we've been asking the question, you know, what will we know from Ole Miss because of their schedule? I mean, they play Troy, Central Arkansas, and Georgia Tech. I agree with everything you just said. Um, Now they pull Tulsa. I mean, Kentucky at home and then at Bandy. It's about as good as it gets. I'm not sure we'll know what they are until they have to go to LSU October 22nd. Tom, your thoughts? Yeah, I, I think that's fair. Um, you know, it's 
The way the schedule lays out, I think, is really important for them, though, because you've had this quarterback scenario play itself out the way it has, and the schedule's allowed for you to let it work itself out without putting your team in jeopardy, for the most part, okay? You've been able to take a bunch of guys, 27 new players, get them ingrained in your culture, how you do things. So, for example, last week, there were a lot of firsts for that football team, you know, first getting to the airport, getting on the bus, getting to the hotel, traveling to a different city, um, workout schedule, eating schedule, meeting schedule with a bunch of guys that haven't necessarily been ingrained in what they do. So to be able to get a lot of that stuff off your plate because of the way the schedule has laid out, they should be primed and ready to be as prepared as they possibly can be when the meat of that schedule hits. Now, I think the thing that we've got to acknowledge here is that clearly LSU's gotten better, okay, um, and, and it's corrected some of their issues. Um, Arkansas is, is, is a good football team. Um, Mississippi State, despite what happened Saturday night, I still think is going to be problematic. So what Ole Miss can't have is they can't have a bunch of injuries over the next three to four weeks decimate their roster and to some degree regress as a result. They need to stay healthy between now and when that bulk of the schedule begins. Okay. Tom Luganville on the Yingling Lager guest line. Uh, Let's talk about what happened in Baton Rouge. Mississippi State started off 13-0. Yep. Then LSU outscored them 31 to 3. They had eight drop passes and muffed a punt on the 9 or 10 yard line at a critical yeah. part during the game. Oh yeah. Um I you know, LSU is able to do play that poorly because of their talent and, and they Correct. still have dudes even though they're not a good team. Mississippi State can't mask their deficiencies through all those mistakes you know what's your takeaway on on tigers and dogs saturday night well i think mississippi state can mask that a little bit depending on who the opponent is this just happened to be the wrong opponent you know what i'm saying um and and i and i think that that's a big part of it too is if you're having to account for a difference in a talent gap then you're on the road in one of the most hostile environments in all of college football you can't make those mistakes and expect to be a productive team that's going to win the football game. I mean, Mike Leach knows that. Everybody knows that. And so I don't place too much judgment on the outcome of that one game. I think what we've seen so much of through the last three, three and a half weeks, I was talking about this on our our SiriusXM uh, Sunday uh, recap show yesterday, is we all become prisoners of the moment, right? We all are prone to make knee-jerk reactions based off of what we see in one quarter or one half or on one weekend of football. And then three weeks later, it looks entirely different. You know, LSU, I think, is a prime example of that. How in the world, that atrocious-looking Oregon team, how did they throttle BYU? I mean, that, that's – it's so you got to be careful that we don't just sit there and make judgments and, and proclaim that this is what a team is now. And so I always try to take a little bit of a step back and, and look at the positives versus the negatives, look at the schedule, how it plays out. Do you have injuries? Are you healthy? And, and maybe take a bigger sample size before we start to say, okay, this is what a team is. 
Okay. Uh, the dro- they dropped passes. Will Rogers, there was eight drops on Saturday. Yep. Right in their hands, Tom. Yeah, um, I know it. They had several drop passes out in Tucson, but as you just said, it didn't matter. Easy Arizona wasn't yeah. good enough. But I right. think the question that people are asking is, is it a pattern? Or can they get this thing figured out? Because if Will's going to put it on the money, you got to catch the football, right? You got to deliver. Yeah, you got to deliver. And drops will kill you. They're momentum killers. They are get you behind the sticks type plays. Um, You know, I thought for the most part, you could tell that LSU is pretty darn good up front in their defensive front seven. And they created a lot of havoc. If it wasn't for Will Rogers, that things could have been a lot worse because a lot of guys wouldn't get the ball out that quick, right? So he's so good at anticipating, throwing to a spot, trusting and knowing where his guys are, and then you got to deliver on the other end. I mean, if you've ever played the quarterback position, you've thrown an incompletion, you've thrown an interception, maybe you're out of sync, and then what you really need is a big reception, and then you have a drop, and it's just debilitating. And that's part of the game, though. It's part of the position. Now, let's see if we go into next week and they continue to drop the football. That's what we got. We got to see, like you said, you just used the the phrase pattern. Let's see if this is a pattern. I would probably tend to think that it's not, but it was pretty glaring on Saturday. Okay. Um, Miami has a long way to go. Uh a and M, I didn't think looked good, but but a win is a win. You nobody yep. cares. You win. You you score one more point. Whatever you need to win, all that. A uh, and M did what they needed to do. Max Johnson gave him a little bit of a boost. Miami just doesn't have any skill players around Van Dyke to really do what they want. Um, what was your takeaway from the late game? It's, it's Miami, and you're like. How are we even making that statement? Right. I, they probably, you know, they probably have good enough players, but not elite players like like they should. And I think I may have said this to you last week too, Bo. Like the worst thing that could have ever happened to Miami was having Texas A and M lose that app game. I mean, it, it just you knew A and M was going to respond. You knew they were going to come out like a snake back into a corner. Um, and the thing that I noticed about Miami is that they could put plays together but they couldn't put consistent drives together. You know, you'd have a big play and then a big interception or a big play and then a big overthrow. Um, There was no consistency of performance. And let's not forget, okay, Max Johnson was 10 of 20, 50%. And they, and they, and they, and they won the football game. And so, um, credit Jimbo Fisher for getting his guys to respond. Cause I think that, that, that would have been, an even bigger storyline had had Texas A&M gone out and been flat, not played well, and lost the game. That's as big a storyline as the loss the week before, because then it shows that the team uh, has maybe checked out, and you're only in week three. Yeah. So that was very encouraging if you're an A&M fan. I, I agree with that. A&M and Arkansas at at Jerry Stadium this weekend. Um. You know, Arkansas was looking ahead. I mean, kudos to Missouri sure. State and Bobby Petrino, but let's call it like it is. They were looking yeah. ahead. A&M, like you said, their back was against the wall. They had to play their ass off. 
So now we've got yep. this. This has been a fun game the last like ten years, Tom. What, sure. What do you What do you see in this matchup? Browse and Odom are better than A and M's coordinators. A and M has more talent. So who do you like and why this weekend? Because this could be the game of the week for us. Absolutely. I actually like Arkansas early going, and the reason why is the athletic quarterback and having to stop a running quarterback. That's something that A&M has not had to do this year. Um, They mightily struggled to stop the run versus App State because the way that game was won by App State was they physically whipped A&M. Well, Arkansas is capable of doing that too. And they can also do it not just with running backs, but they can do it with their quarterback, and it just – to me, it changes. It's such an important factor nowadays. It just changes how you defend the box, how many bodies you allot towards the box. When, you're, when you don't have that guy, all right, you're essentially playing 11 against 10. Because if the quarterback can't run, you don't have to worry about him in the run game. He doesn't count as a number. And I think that's where Arkansas would have an advantage um, in this matchup, at least early, you know, on a Monday, looking at it from a surface level perspective. All right, let me ask you this: Speaking of QB play and the fact that KJ Jefferson can run it and could really hurt them on Saturday, A and M. Um, you've been heading up ESPN recruiting for 15 years. How in mm-hmm. the world? And quarterback play is supposed to be better. It, uh, these kids are getting coached at fourth, fifth, and sixth grade. They're actually throwing the ball at, in eighth and ninth grade in junior high programs. Um, ha, how in the world are Auburn, A&M, and LSU where they are with quarterback play, considering they have nine four-star QBs and one five-star QB? And let's just be honest, for the most part, they're always going to – those programs are always going to sign four-star QB-level guys. Obviously, they've all gone to the portal. But how are they where they are as far as level of play at the position you played? I don't have an answer for it. I think it's staggering. How can you be at a place like those places and not and not have a guy? I mean, that to me is, is mind-boggling. It really is. Um, you know, right now I think a little bit of it has to do with perception on behalf of the player towards the program. So, for example, Ryan Day and Ohio State's offense and their personnel and what they do and the success of the quarterback position, there's a perception there that that is a quarterback destination, right? We've seen that now kind of grow and build with Alabama. We've seen that grow and build with Clemson over the last decade. But we have not seen that with an A&M outside of Johnny Manziel. Okay, we have not seen these places change the perception of the high-profile prospect. Now, Texas A&M signed a kid last year named Connor Wigman that I actually think is going to be a really, really good player, but he's a true freshman. So he may not be in a position to be in the mix just yet. Doesn't mean he's not going to be a really good player. I really like him a lot, but I do. I I, I do believe a lot of it is perception-based. Hmm. That's it. That's tough to do. All three of those programs, the way they recruit. Like Lincoln Riley, right? Lincoln Riley, he's going to have advantages in recruiting quarterbacks. Why? Look at the perception of the offense. Lane Kiffin, Mike Leach. Lane Kiffin, the same way. Yeah, absolutely. So I think there is some merit to that. Okay. Um, 
when when you look at what we're getting geared up for um, in in two weeks, you know, Bama and Arkansas. Arkansas is going to have a heck of a tough game. Bama pulls Vandy. Um, boy, I, I think that plays in, in Bama's favor, even though they have to travel to Fayetteville. Um, are you convinced that Arkansas could have one of those, like, really, really, really good teams or no? I don't know if they're there quite yet because I think at the end of the day, they're still, for the most part, in the majority of the contests that they're going to take the field in, they don't have the best personnel. Okay. Now, you mentioned something that's very important. You use the term team. Sometimes you can have the better team and not have the better personnel. And so if they end up being one of those teams, some, sometimes you have one of those weeks or you have one of those years where you outplay your talent because you've got such an unbelievable foundation of culture that you exceed expectations. And I could see that happening. The problem is it's rare for teams that do that to be able to sustain and continually beat multiple teams that are more talented than they are. Uh, you might be able to steal one from somebody, right? But it's hard to do it four or five times. Yeah, they're going to have to get up this weekend, play a physical A&M team, and then if for, if they win, game day will be there, and, and they will uh, – you know, all eyes are on them, which takes me to the next team that hasn't had this in a while, Tennessee. Um, all week, right. people will talk up Tennessee. You're going to do a bunch of shows. You're going to do a bunch of stuff. So will everybody else. They're hosting Florida. Even though Florida's not great, it's still a massive big brand name. Coming to town, uh-huh. game day there. So the question is, Lugs, how does how do Hypel and the volunteers handle this to go 4-0 for the first time in what we think is forever against a team the last 30 years that's really been a thorn in their side? Oh. Well, all I know is one team's got a much more productive quarterback than the other one does. True. And to me, that, that's really the difference. Have you seen how bad Anthony Richardson has been? Yeah. I, I like- mean, downright bad. He's a running back playing quarterback. And if, if, how is Tennessee – or how is Florida, if they have no consistency of performance in the passing game, supposed to keep pace with an offense – that's trying to run 100 plays a game and a quarterback that's been unbelievably productive. Yeah, you can't. You'll, your defense will be on the field all night. All night, all night long. Like, I, I remember last week, might have been you or somebody else was asking me, you know, the, the, the Auburn-Penn State matchup. I was like, it doesn't matter. Any other portion of the game does not matter. Penn State has a quarterback and Auburn doesn't. No, yeah, you End said of that. analysis. Yep. End of analysis. Right, and I think that's that, that's how important that position is. It's how critical that position is. Okay, uh, let's wrap. You mentioned watching Jackson Dart, and people are asking, can he be accurate enough? There was some throws there on Saturday against again a bad defense that didn't go where they wanted. Now, look, they ran for nine thousand yards on the ground. You mentioned. Yep. I mean, Lane can scheme it up, and they've got Evans sure. and Judkins, and Dart tucked it some, right? So he's he's athletic. Oh, yeah. Uh, and and I understand he's talented, but the question is, on third downs in the SEC and in against teams that recruit in the top five, top ten, top 15, you know, LSU, A&M, Alabama, and even Arkansas is a top 25-ish recruiter, 
you know, what will he be? What what did you see from what little he's ten of sixteen throwing the football, Tom? I have no concerns on the accuracy side. I have concerns on the decision-making side, which is exactly why this has taken so long to work itself out. Now, I don't know how much of that game you watched, and I don't know if you noticed Lane Kiffin's reaction after Jackson made that decision at the end of the second quarter and threw that interception. And I got Lane coming right out of the locker room, right? And... Do you do you remember do you remember that time at Alabama where Nick Saban laid in the lane kit on the sideline? Yes. And was asked about it in post game. And essentially Nick Saban they asked what well, what did Lane say? He goes, Lane didn't say anything. That's what you call an ass chewing. That was literally the exact response that Lane gave to me when I said, Lane, what did Jackson say he saw on that play to make that decision? He said he didn't say anything because he wasn't talking. And I think they're so excited about Jackson's talent, and they should be. There were three or four throws that he made in that game that could not have been thrown any better. That's how productive he was at times in that game. But because he's a gunslinger, because he's got that riverboat gambler, Brett Favre, you know, I can put it anywhere and I can – get away with this, I can get away with that, it leads to risky decisions. And Luke Altmaier may not be as talented, but he doesn't take those risks with the ball. And that frustrates the heck out of Lane Kiffin. So it's not an accuracy issue. It's a knowing when to live to play the next down, throw it up into the second row, throw it into the ground, and play the next down. That's what they're trying to get out of him. All right. We'll leave it there. Well, real quick, Deion Sanders. Um, he's going to get bored fast. I think he's a guy that already gets bored, you know, pretty quick anyway. Uh, you know him real well from working with him for years in the Under Armour All-American game. People think I'm crazy that he's going to be considered for some jobs that open up. Um, maybe Auburn, maybe others, Luke's. Uh, if he can find the play callers, he can do the rest, I believe. The recruiting, the branding, the PR, the, you know, the transfer portal, all that. Do you agree or or disagree that he, he... he has as good of opportunity as just about anybody else to make the step to power five and figure it out if he can get the play callers around him. Depending on where it's at, yes, I do agree, because I think the one thing we have to acknowledge is at the place he's at right now, he doesn't have to deal with any of the other stuff that comes with being the leader of a major power five football program. Okay. He doesn't, you know, boosters, alumni, uh, people with their hands in the in the cookie jar, like Auburn. He doesn't have to deal with, yeah, like an Auburn. I mean, they're he doesn't have to deal with any of that. They're the best. They're notorious for that. I mean, you know, yeah, just like Texas. Yeah. Okay, we'll leave it there. Uh, do you have Clemson at Wake Forest this weekend? No, I've got <laughs> I've got Utah at Arizona State, Pac-12 after dark. Oh wow. Okay, Arizona State. I want to freeze at Arizona State. Dion Carson. Um, oh, Arson leaves Auburn to, to go back out west. All right. Have a great week, my man. Thank you, buddy. All right, buddy. Tom Luganville on the Yingling Oktoberfest guest line. You're listening to Out of Bounds, ESPN 105.9 The Zone, driven by the Ram Trucks at Mack Hike and Flowood. MacHikeFlowood.com. 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.